Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, my name is Ryan Miner, and you are listening to a special election coverage where we will be detailing the election results as they stroll in. We'll be talking about some of the candidates around the state of Maryland, and I have with me my co-host for tonight. Her name is Liz Matori. She's also a congressional candidate, except she's not on the ballot to now. She'll be on the ballot next year. Liz, welcome. Oh, hi, Ryan. Good to have uh, be on the show. Yeah, absolutely, and thanks for uh, agreeing to co-host. I know that you have astute insight into this process and uh, what's going on around the state, and uh, we're going to be covering all sorts of election coverage as they roll in. And um, I am monitoring uh, several different websites uh, as we are live, and we are going to be talking about uh, what's happening. So we got races in Rockville. We have um, College Park. There is uh, a race in Bowie, and I have a good friend that's running in District 1. His name is Michael Estev, uh, a great candidate, uh, a, a very talented guy. Uh, we, I have a, There's a race in Laurel, Gaithersburg, and we're going to talk a lot about the big three in Montgomery County, Liz. Gaithersburg, Tacoma Park, um, and we're going to talk about uh, Rockville. Um, of course, and then we have Greenbelt. So we have all these election results starting to stroll in. Uh, we're going to be covering probably Salisbury as well, and um, as I said, we have I have all the election returns ready, up and running, and it's just a matter of them strolling in. So, Liz, what is your take? Have you been out and about today by the polls and talking to different constituents around the? Uh, well, you, you're in Montgomery County, so has, what's what's the flavor? What's the feeling outside? Right. So, um, as you know, uh, Ryan, um, I'm running as an independent candidate for Congress, so I actually have to collect signatures to even get on the general ballot So, uh, from registered voters. So I was like, oh, great, election day. I can actually connect with registered voters in my yeah. district. So we spent most of the day in the city of Rockville. Um, they have actually 10 locations. We were only able to get to about six. And then we headed over to the city of Tacoma Park, um, those are the two that are within my congressional district. Uh, but I do have a, um, a colleague that is running in Gaithersburg, um, so that's kind of my reference point tonight. Now, I, um, your, your colleague in Gaithersburg, well, let's just talk about some of these races. And um, <laughs> I was just reading some tweets um, from uh, MC Media. Sonia Burke is covering this, and um, she said that more candidates are showing up to Gaithersburg City Hall awaiting some of the results. Uh, you have a friend that is running in the city of Gaithersburg, which I live in North Potomac, and we're right on the cusp of Gaithersburg. <clears throat> I, entered, I had the opportunity uh, to interview Henry Marafa, uh, who is running for mayor as a Republican. And uh, mm -hmm. Tell us about your friend that's running for uh, city council. Oh, right. I actually should probably mention that I have two friends running. One's running <laughs> in Tacoma Park, one's running in, in Gaithersburg. But um, Gaithersburg, um, that would be Lorianne Sales. She's running for city council. She, yeah. um, she was one of the um, young Dems, if you will, that ran uh, through um, the state delegate process last uh, primary. Um, I would argue that, you know, there's about 20 to 25 um, young Dems across the the county. Well, between, actually, Montgomery, Prince George's, uh, Howard and Baltimore, actually, if you even include that, there are about 50 of us who are kind of really wanting to to make our mark and, and 
and pick up the banner uh, throughout the state. Uh, so right. Lorianne, um, you know, this is now her second run for a position. She got a lot more support from the establishment than she did last year. Um, so that was a good sign. But, you know, it was a, it was a long haul last year um, for a lot of us um, young people. Yeah. Um, what's, to even, um, you know, we've talked about that before. What's her background? What's, uh, what is, her, what inspired her? To, yeah. All right. So Lorian is, um, she's actually a, I think I remember correctly, she's a public relations um, um, professional for NIH. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of cool because, like, sometimes you'll hear, um, you know, a community um, outreach person for like NIH on like on on the radio and like contact Lorianne Sales and you're like oh my god you know <laughs> so that's her profession she has a public health background um, she actually um, initially actually she was a single mother but now she's now recently married to another young dem um, her daughter is I think sixteen seventeen mm-hmm. um, but she also attends um, public school up there um, as well as things where you know she's she had a rough run at the beginning and straightened her act out and, you know, she's um, still putting one foot in front of the other and has that ability to lead and with having a different perspective. Yeah, so if you're just tuning in now, you are listening to live election coverage around the state of Maryland. My name is Ryan Miner, and I'm with my co-host this evening, uh, Liz Matori, and we are talking about the election returns. We're talking about the various races uh, that occurred in the off-year elections, and tonight is uh, election night, and it's always exciting for us politicos, Liz, you know as well as I do, there's so much intensity, there is so much energy that is happening around the state, and I know all the candidates now, and being a former candidate myself, and you being one as well, there is a collective uh, exhale that happens as the poll results come in, and you're thinking, my God, this is a culmination of, you know, maybe years of planning and months and months of campaigning. And then you get to the the minute that the polls close and you kind of look at each other and you're like, you know, it's a, this is it. Now it's in, you know, now it's in our greater power's hand. You know, now it's in God's hands or, you know, whoever, whomever you worship. And, uh, right. and you're just like, it's it. It's done. And then. Then you go, and you uh, usually you meet somewhere, or you sometimes people go and watch election returns on television in the comfort of their home. Candidates speaking, and some um, you know confident candidates like to be out in public uh, with other people. They typically have some sort of party. I know many of the candidates are now at city halls waiting for these returns to come back in and to see if they won or not. And uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of fun, and it's a lot of excitement, and this is the heart and soul of our democracy. I said this morning in my blog that the most fundamental exercise of our democracy is going out and voting, and Absolutely. it's so important. It, it, you are we are making real life decisions, and in these municipal elections, these off year elections, um, look, we're here we are, and uh, we're um, we're making decisions about people who are going to have a great deal of authority over our local budgets, and right. it's so important. And so you, you were talking about... Yeah, somebody about, actually... Okay, yeah, go uh-huh. ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. I mean, to that point, you know, um, I think the average voter um, thinks, oh, who's president, right? Yeah. And then you're like, hey, the president is one person. <laughs> but there's yeah. so many other positions between presidency to 
you know, school board um, oh that really affect your day to day. And I think those these municipal elections are those type of elections. Uh, I would include county council on that as well. Where, you know, some of the issues now, particularly in a place like Montgomery County, are zoning, planning, development, um, both in Tacoma and um, Rockville specifically, um, are issues of, like, you know, what direction are we going to see our city go in? You know, like, um, and when people exercise that right to vote, you feel more of a, of a responsibility and, and activism, but when people sit these elections out and they wonder why in the next five years my community looks like this, this is where it starts. It's yeah, and I vote for those I, people who you think will represent your best interest. I want to let people know that are listening, or who are listening, I should say, that you can call in to the show at any time. We're going to be on for a while. Call in to 646-716-5971 if you have information on election results coming in. I'm going to have it in front of me as well. But if you are at a polling loc or if you are at a city hall or if you are at um, a place where returns are coming in and you want to update us, call into the show at 646-716-5971 or just call into the show. Liz and I are going to be on for a while talking about this coverage. We're going to be talking about candidates, what's happening around the state of Maryland, some of the elections and what some of the issues are. Uh, feel free. Call in. Be part of the show. Talk to us. We would love it. I'd love the interaction. It would be a lot of fun. 646-716-5971. I can see you on my screen. Uh, we are doing a live election coverage. Uh, and like I said, if you have election results or if you are out and about somewhere and want to report these results, uh, call in. Let us know, and we'll get the information out. I'm following Twitter. I'm following uh, election board results. I'm following uh, various websites. Uh, news outlets, and um, you know, I am gathering this, and we are getting this as it strolls in, and it should be coming in rather soon. Um, you know, the polls closed at eight o'clock p.m. here in Maryland, so we should find out who will be our new elected representatives. And Liz and I were talking about what's happening in uh, Montgomery County, and there are elections today in three major cities: uh, Gaithersburg, Rockville and Tacoma Park, and Liz was talking about her friend, Laurieann Sales, who is running, and let's just break down what's happening now. Um, Gaithersburg voters will cast their ballots today for mayor, and they're going to fill the balance of the term of the former mayor, Sidney Katz, and three at-large at large members of the city council. And City Sidney Katz, uh, who is now a county councilman, um, was the mayor of uh, Gaithersburg for quite some time. And the current mayor, his name is Judd Ashman, um, and there's someone named Darlene Bell uh, Zuccarelli. Am I saying that right, Liz? Zuccarelli? Sure, definitely. <laughs> and um, Judd Ashman is the the Democrat, uh, and Henry, Henry Marafa Jr. is the Republican. And actually I've had an opportunity – uh, about a month and a half ago to interview Henry Marafa, who's a really nice guy who has been part of the Gaithersburg City Council for some time now, I think since uh, the 90s, I believe. And we had a great discussion about the local issues. And Henry's a really nice guy. I don't know Judd Ashman. In fact, I really don't know any of the other candidates. But uh, the candidates who are running are Neil Harris, 
like you said earlier, Liz Laurie and Sal's Ryan Spiegel and Robert Wu. Um, funny enough, I always see Ryan Spiegel, his sponsored Facebook ads pop up into my news feed, and they're very well done. Um, and just a little bit about the Gaithersburg City Council. The mayor is elected in 2000 and uh, will be elected tonight and will serve a two-year term. Again, that is a two-year term. The council members will each serve the community at large for a four-year term. So city residents of Gaithersburg, anybody could turn out, and uh, they made several statements. Um, they did some videos. But uh, Liz, are you familiar with the other candidates, Neil Harris, Ryan Spiegel, and Robert Wu? Uh, unfortunately, I've been totally focused for eight, so I yeah. apologize. It's another example of the gerrymandering that's happened in Montgomery County. Um, though we're a part of the same county, we are not a part of the same congressional district. Right. So though we're, you know, across 270, um, it literally, it, it, it just, if I talk about it, I get upset. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah, no, Gaithersburg and Germantown um, are, you know, getting very, very diverse, particularly in reference to, like, the gentrification of D.C. A lot of people are getting, you know, pushed out of the city. Um, Germantown and Gaithersburg are communities that they're moving into, rightfully glad they have a place to live, but... It's also increasing the diversity um, in our region, yeah. um, but it also is this strange thing that, you know, they're represented by Delaney, but City of Rockville is represented by Van Hollen, and then, you know, a place like Olney is represented by Sarbanes. So, yeah, I could just, yes. Isn't that wild how that Gaithersburg is now part of the 6th Congressional District and where it actually, it probably should be part of the 8th Congressional District and the redistricting mm -hmm that occurred a few years ago where they gerrymandered, and they did it. They they admitted to gerrymandering uh, the district outside of the 6th oh. and adding a huge swath of territory down uh, into the uh, – um, yeah, I mean, they're they're adding a huge swath of territory down in Montgomery County. Yeah, they wanted to get rid of Moscow Bartlett. I mean, that's what happened, and that's what they did. And so it's interesting. I would love to hear about your friend running as a Republican. How How is that – been for him for the last couple of months. As far as the Republican side? Yeah, that, that ran um, in for the city of uh, Petersburg. Oh, um, well, are you talking about the Republican candidates? I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, no yeah, no, you know, I'm just saying, like, speaking of that, like, you know, difficulty and, you know, finding a, like a representation, um, mm -hmm. you said there's a Republican running. Yeah, so yeah, so so um Henry Marafa Jr. is one of the only Republican elected officials in in all of Montgomery County. Uh you have uh and he's been on the city council for some time. He's a very thoughtful man, uh very level-headed, and he he's have he's had great relationships with uh many of the elected officials. Now, I don't know if that's going to translate into um I don't know if it's going to translate into a win or not. I, I, I did not get invested in any of these campaigns because I've been focused on um, you know, being a blogger and being someone that is trying to remain neutral but still has an edge towards certain individuals. It's hard because I didn't you – know, and, and to be honest with you, Liz, personally, this is just me speaking. Um, I've been covering the 6th Congressional District pretty heavily, and I've been covering some of the local issues. But i got to tell you, after last year, I'm exhausted. Campaigning is a lot of <laughs> – and you know all about that. I, I, I was exhausted. I'm tired. Oh, uh, yeah. It, I mean, 
mean, the fact that the people who, you know, lost last year and, you know, are still willing to do to, to find some place to land and to contribute, I give any I give a lot of kudos to people who like Lorianne ran uh, yeah. for example in in June of twenty fourteen, lost mm-hmm. and then got back on the horse and ran in this this election in November twenty fifteen. I mean talk yeah. about like that dedication. I mean regardless of what your party is, um it's a good sign when people are willing you know, to have that personal and, quite frankly, career sacrifice uh, to want to serve and to run a run. So I I give kudos to anyone who puts their name out there um, because, you know, we can also talk about what's happening in the city of Rockville. There's been a little, you know, negative mailer, you know, thing going on. And it's just, it's hardcore because, you know, when you talk about, municipal elections, these are your neighbors. Like, you know most where most people live. You'll see them at a, at a supermarket. Um, it's almost the closest that you are to your politicians, the more, uh, I would say, responsibility one has to your constituents. There's a real dichotomy in Rockville, and the, the election has really come down to two different camps, one between Bridget Donald Newton and Sima uh, Azdobi, and they are – Two fierce, uh, strong, independent, um, intelligent, and bright women who are uh, angling for the, the the mayoral ship. Bridget Donald Newton, of course, is the incumbent, and then you have Beryl Beryl Feinberg, Richard Godfrey, David Hill, Brigitte Mulligan, and I want to mention incidentally that Brigitte Mulligan is the only Republican running for city council in Rockville. She ran before and lost. Um, then you have Virginia uh, only, uh, Julie Palakovich, Carr, um, uh, Clark Reed, Patrick Schuff, and Mark. I, I can't I, – I, you just have to pardon me for butchering his name. Um, Pira Zachala. I, I can't even say it. It's, it's embarrassing. I, I, I probably should have uh, practiced pronouncing some of these last names. But So I, I want to tell you – I want to dive into uh, a personal anecdote, uh, Liz. Mm-hmm. Um, it, as part of this show, I reach out to various candidates, and I reach out and ask them if they would be willing to tape an interview or do it live on blogtalkradio.com, the venue that we are discussing. And look, after when I started this show in January, I had the idea that I want to get people interested and involved in the election process, and not only that, highlight the local issues um, covering mostly Montgomery County. Um, but I want to stay tuned. Um, I want to stay tuned uh, into what's happening here in Montgomery County because it's it's my home and um, the local uh, the, the county council. They they affect a, a lot of what we do here locally. But so I reached out to I reached out to some of the candidates in running for the Rockville City Council, and I. Um, you know, because I'm I'm feeling a little feisty, uh, feisty tonight. I'm going to go ahead and read to you some of the emails, and I I wrote it from my Change Montgomery County, uh, uh, yeah, and I wrote it from my Change Montgomery County email domain. And here's what I wrote to, um, I started out with Julie Palakovich Carr, and this is what I wrote to her, and um, I, I I want you to feel free to offer any commentary you wish. So I wrote, hi, Julie, and this was written on September 21st, 2015 at 10.51 in the morning. I wrote, hi, Julie, my name is Ryan Miner, and the production manager with Change Montgomery County, a nonpartisan, nonprofit policy organization located within Montgomery County. I'm interested to interview Team Rockville, 
quote, Team Rockville because she's running on a, a slate. Um, and I said I'd like to interview them on my online radio show, and I provided the URL. And then I wrote, I'd like to learn more about your platform to include city schools, APF, the APFS ordinance, p- policing, public safety, development and services, and I'd like to have – I'd enjoy having the Team Rockville slate join me on my radio show. Discuss your platforms for Rockville collectively. Thank you, Ryan Miner. Okay, so I didn't get a response right away, and that's fine. These candid- They're candidates. They're busy. This is what she wrote back. Hi, Ryan. Thank you for the opportunity to appear on your show, but I'm going to c- decline. Best Julie Polakovich car. Okay, right. so then I wrote back. Immediately I wrote back, but just curious, but why? You know, I wanted to know why you're not going to come on my show. Look, I don't have the reach of uh, WTOP. I don't have the reach of – and this is online radio. I don't have the reach of WBAL. I get that. Look, I'm under no illusion that this is online radio, that uh, people tune into my radio show um, because they're gracious. They want to hear local information, and we cover niche politics, and this is fine. We're building. We're we're starting from – uh, a lower level of, of 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 reach, but we're we're talking about serious issues, nonetheless. Julie wrote back, as you can imagine, it's a busy time during the campaign, and I am prioritizing my time on other campaign activities. So, here's what I wanted to say to Julie. I wrote back, good luck, good luck, and she wrote, thank you. And I said, look, I'm not going to fight this one out. Okay, I, I let that one go. I just said, okay, fine. Now, I don't buy that for a second, and, and, and this has nothing to do with politics. I, Julie's a Democrat. I'm a re- libertarian Republican, but that doesn't, has no matter. I mean we're talking about local issues here. I have a reach in Montgomery County, and I'm giving people the opportunity to come on the show to talk about their platform where we can dig deep into policy. And Liz, you've been on my show numerous occasions, and yeah. you know – and you know I don't pull punches with people. I think I'm pretty fair. I think I'm above board. I don't I don't go out and and do hit jobs on people. Right. And can I mean you would me? you, Yeah, I can hear you fine. I mean you okay. you you and I probably disagree on many issues, but nonetheless we have a conversation about that and air out our 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 discussions and we talk about it civilly. And that's why and I think well, that you and I are are we we are simpatico in that because we can we can come on, talk about our issues, lay it out, make an argument, but still, we're we're good friends at the end of the day. And well, I think uh, that if anything, you know, it's kind of un- unfortunate because um, for us, as you know, in Montgomery County, um, our Gazette, for example, is no more, right? So our local paper right. does not exist. Our local paper now, it's a wonderful um, institution, Washington Post, wonderful institution, Baltimore Sun, but these are some huge newspapers. <laughs> so you have your local newspaper as some of the most profound um, syndicates in, in the in the globe, and you're trying to get some local press. So I think people like you and several of the other bloggers are filling that void that is so absent um, in, in our discourse, and that's a part of our democracy. I looked into um, some of this, you know, some of the language that, gonna, that we're going to use in our campaign, and this notion of democracy, like people talk about, oh, we're representing government, we're not really a democracy, but when you think about what democracy really is, it's a form of communication. You know, you have individuals take information, take their emotion, take their needs, right. transmit that through their brain, and 
activate some sort of activity called vote or even, yeah. you know, a, a post or what have you. Sure. That is right there democracy. And I, and I, it's unfortunate that they didn't take advantage of um, this media, medium, if you will. Uh, right. It's a new form. I think maybe, you know, perhaps on a very neutral way, they might not have known the benefit on a more sin, um, sinister way. Maybe they thought, you know, is who's this Ryan Miner? I mean, I think yeah, yeah, and that's maybe. And in in all fairness, I think that uh, that you uh, that you make a great point that they may not be able to trust the venue or they haven't heard my name. But I have done many interviews, and I want to shift into I want to shift into another anecdote, and then come back to my original point of okay. some of the Rockville City Council members and. As poll numbers are breaking, we'll we'll break into that. But I want to talk to you. You know, Liz, I, I, I you and I are in an interesting situation. And um, last week or the week before, there's another local blogger, Jonathan Sherberg, who writes for oh, yeah. a, he writes for the site <laughs> Maryland Scramble. And let me say this: I've been very very nice to this guy. Okay, I've I've met him. I, I've sort of unofficially met him in person. We didn't actually talk, but I I waved at him and said hi, and he looked back and whatever. Um, and look, Jonathan has an extensive biography in politics, and I think he's uh, I think he's a well-rounded, solid, gifted writer, somebody that uh, understands the political process very well in Montgomery County. But he's also seemingly part of the what I can tell part of the establishment, um, and uh, you know he writes. He writes very well. I follow his blog. I read it, and he criticized me, or he criticized Joel Rubin for coming on and doing a a radio interview with me, and uh, and I I showed you that you were copied on it, and I thought that that was pretty petty of him. And I and look, I've been very very nice to this guy, and I said, look, I'm not going to be very nice to you any longer. So. if you're going to write this trash, and he called it a, you know, he he said that Joel Joel Rubin should have called me out for my spittle-laden piece about the Montgomery County's eighth congressional district, about some of the candidates complaining about Hogan, and he just was incredulous that somehow that Joel Rubin, who's running for this district, would come on and do an interview with me, a Republican <coughs> blogger. Mm-hmm. And he made a big deal about this, and he said that you were cozying up to me, and it's like, you know, I I don't have anything against this guy, but I just want to say, dude, I'm doing this as a public service, and I'm not even competing. I don't know if it's like a, uh, you know, you're trying to compete against me, and like, you know, I see Jonathan writing these things, these milestones about how he reaches 86,000 units. Good for him. Glad I'm glad. I'm glad that he is part of the alternative media. But you know, he's I see him. He's going out, he's doing his thing tonight. He's covering this. And I I wish him the best. But don't buddy, don't come at me and tell me that no that a candidate shouldn't do an interview with me, all oh, that he wouldn't be his first choice. Well, I just want to say this that I uh, Jonathan Sherberg sure as hell wouldn't be my first choice to do a a written yeah. blog interview with and uh, what he did was petty, and it was so partisan. And someone like well, yourself, well, if anything, you know, like, again, like someone like myself, I, I drew the, our primary last year that we that shared experience that we all had last uh, June, and you know, it's a it is one of those things. Like Jonathan's a part of the establishment. For better or worse, I might lose some non-voter voters now. 
if that's our establishment, you need to question what the heck is our establishment. I agree. I mean, I, I mean, I, so I'm interacting because I have to with voters. It doesn't matter what party they are, red, green, black, white, purple party, unitarian, whatever party that you're, no party, just the voters. If you're registered, I get to interact with you, which is awesome, right? Yeah. There's so many people who are registered Democrats who are like, Liz, I understand why you're doing this. I don't understand where our party is going. So the, the, how you feel about your Republican party. I do. Uh, we're also doing it to our, I still, I still speak of our, but. I, I want to break into you. I want to break uh-huh. into uh, some breaking news. Uh, I want to con- be the first to, uh, of many to congratulate Michael Estev, who has been a buoy, who has been elected a buoy city councilman. Michael Estev, a Republican from Prince George's County, a Republican, a young Republican, a personal friend, someone who has been in the trenches for many, many, many years doing this. A close friend, a young Republican, um, Michael Estev has been elected as a city councilman in District 1, and I just want to say I'm so proud of him. He's a great guy. He's a very smart, young, and decent person. And I also want to go over to um, the city of Salisbury. The winners of the Salisbury uh, elections are – we have a new mayor – his name is Jacob Day. In Council District 1, we have April Jackson. In Council District 2, a good friend and a close ally, someone that I met at Tall's Crab Fest this past year, Mira Boda, who was elected, a fantastic libertarian guy. In District 3, Jack Heath was elected. District 4, Jim Irington, who was the current mayor, now former, um, and then District 5, Laura Mitchell. So we have some election results Coming into uh, coming in here now, um, it's it's a great night. It's it's I am so happy yeah. happy uh, that uh, we could we could see this and um, yeah, I love Salisbury. Actually, that's like where we all stop after we leave Pause go <laughs> there. Um, it's a really great community over there. So you know we have Micah Stev, who is a young Republican, a fantastic guy, and I'm gonna right now. On Mike's Facebook page, congrats to my good uh, – no, I'll say that, my great friend. <laughs> oh, no, good. No, 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 great. <laughs> I am so proud uh-huh. of you, Mike. He's a great guy. He worked his butt off, knocking doors, grassroots, raising money. I get him. I sent him a donation. It wasn't a huge donation, but it was every a, every dollar counts. I will tell every you dollar counts. And <laughs> um, and I want to send a, a personal shout out to uh, some other close friends uh, down on the eastern shore um, who uh, who worked really really hard. I have a good friend. Her name is Jackie Wellfonder, and she worked with some of these campaigns. And she's a politico like myself. We are all very invested in this process. We are invested in making sure that people are good people are elected, regardless of political party. Uh, and I'll give you an example. Jacob Day is a Democrat down in Salisbury, and he is a fantastic guy, um, and he he was elected mayor. So uh, with that, I'm, I'm Is he that young waiting. guy? He's a, he's, a, he's a young guy, yeah. I think um, I met him in, um, when we were down there last summer. Um, okay. I met him, and you know, it's one of those things where 
you know, it's, it's a good sign when you have, like, next gen or our generation, again, wanting to pick up the mantle. And I, and I applaud all of those voters. Most of them are, you know, um, another generation that have, that have thought forward and then wanted to invest in, in future now. I really uh, commend the voters for taking that chance. Yeah. I, I, it, it, and you said something that was potent earlier in our conversation, that anybody who decides to get off their couch and put their name onto a ballot, who opens themselves up to public scrutiny, oh, who, who subjects themselves personally to the media, to to an in-depth expose and your life, um, yeah. you know, it, it, it's it's true and, and it's 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 tough. It's difficult to go out there and do that. But anybody who does that, I give them so much credit because if you do this and you want to change the system, uh, this is the way to do it. And it's and it's one local office uh, at a time. And uh, we're waiting yeah. now. Go okay. ahead, Liz. Please, yeah. No, I'm just saying. You know, like I'm. You're in business school, right? And I finished yeah. my MBA last year. And we talk about, you know, change management. We talk about organizations. And if our country, city, towns, states are organizations in themselves, you know, you have to identify um, when you're going through change, who who's that team that you want to bring through that, that moment of change. Some people will be willing and able to um, appreciate the, the direction that the country or the organization wants to go. Um, but you really need those people, like whether you're elected or, you know, campaign supporters, um, to carry the the, the water um, for that change. And, you know, it's just really, again, amazing to see people go through. I mean, Election Day, once you get to Election Day, it's like done deal, right? You know, yeah. people are going, you've, you've raised the money as much as you can. You've done all the door knocking as much as you can. Some people go out. Um, during election day to, to, to churn up some uh, voters. But, yeah. um, you know, a lot of this happens, like, from the moment that you decide to run for a position all the way through tonight. And, mm-hmm. you know, it it is like a lifetime of time, <laughs> but um, people do it. And when people do it, winners and losers, particularly the ones who end up losing, um you know, I just think that those those are our patriots right there. So you pick up the you know the responsibility to be service members um, is one way of service, um, and another way is to be an elected official. I mean, I think I mean, that those are different sacrifices, but still patriots. It is, and look, we get to the point where look, nobody makes us run for office and many of us have a passion and I did I when I ran for the board of education I my my number my number one issue has always been education and I know that um with with a with a mindset that we can we can start at the very elementary no pun intended level of our society and that is our education system in if we have thoughtful ideas and we put those ideas into fruition we are building the next great generation through uh you know making the the decisions about how we're going to spend money making decisions on curriculum making decisions on 
how to work with our teachers to make sure that we they, they are they are doing everything that they can do to to teach their kids and making sure that they have the resources they need in their classrooms to give the best education possible. And that's why when I ran for the Board of Education, I thought I really wanted to make a difference. I wanted to get in there and I wanted to sit on a board of you know, as a young guy, I wanted to use my experience um and become and and be an advocate for a progressive style of education for smaller learning communities for advocating uh for stringent um but responsible standards and making sure that our teachers have the resources they need making sure that we can find a plan to stop bullying making sure that our kids are going to school every day that they are getting the curriculum that they need to be an advanced thinker in a world where look the United States is competing against the rest of the world and I wanted to get in there and start it and really make a difference and that's what was my heart well, but well, well, when when is the next election well, the next election is well. It's next 2016. Well, it was 2016. Well, I mean, you got some time if you want to do another one, and I I would also include teachers in that. Um, and you know this, and your your view your viewers your uh, listeners might not, but you know that's another thing that's happening in Montgomery County. Montgomery County now has more children uh, eligible for free and reduced lunch than the entire city of of Washington. Uh, so. You know, when you talk about what happens in our schools, like, a lot of children um, are coming first time to this country, you know, like, first time, you know, in a mixed environment, like, and might not have the resources that their that their next person has. I mean, and we're all going to end up sharing this economy and sharing this, this country together. Um, these are the kids that are in, you know, their, what, fifth, sixth, seventh grade, eventually going to be replacing us mm-hmm. if ever we get in our, uh, you know, in our, in our uh, pathway. Um, so it's just like everything, like uh, what Denny Warrior said uh, uh, the other day, whether or, or hate him, he is one of our statesmen. Um, you know, he said that, you know, when you th- think about the econ- uh, the, uh, the education, it's really about the economy that you're talking about. And yeah. if you don't understand that link, then you're not seeing, how like those two things like we're a democracy, but we're also a capitalist society. And if you don't have those things um, working together hand in hand, then what 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 kind of country are we going to be? I want to go back to this day. What it means for many of us that are really in, heavily involved in this process. This is our Super Bowl. This is our this is our night. This is our this is everything to us because there's yeah. there, there's so much intensity. Uh, there's the nervousness. There's um, Relief. There's many emotions that are mixed into this the equation of tonight, and Absolutely. I know, I, and I so wish that I could be with my friend tonight all around the state. It's and as small as Maryland might be, it is so it's oh. spread out. And, it's uh, hard to you know, get around. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it is. But now that we have the ICC, but um, which it makes it so much easier to uh, from from my house. Uh, to to just zip on over to Prince George's County or head on down to 95, Liz, and we um we have a I, I really wish tonight I could be with my friends and 
I, I, I'm so happy. And, and you know that feeling. You know that, that the excitement when you are in a room full of people who just finished voting or, or have early voted and who are standing yeah. there watching the election results come in, watching the television, watching the newscasters, listening uh, attentively to every word, every cue, every sign to give good news and sometimes the bad news. And I remember I'll go back to 2012 when I was at the RNC down at the Reagan building and um, in Washington, D.C., as we were watching the the returns of Mitt Romney's election come in um, in between Barack Obama. And as a proud Romney voter, I got to tell you, that night was just horrid. I mean, it was every election, every time a major poll closed or, or another state um, stopped or when the West Coast resolved. And it was like, this is a disaster. Uh, this is just uh, – and, and you feel so horrible. But then I've been on many election nights where we found success, and you 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 hug each other. You, you, you share um, tears. You share uh, outbursts of joy, and this this night um, is, the, the, like I said, the culmination, but it's also – and to refocus, and you have the energy of, the, of this night. You refocus the story and say, okay, now that we're elected – now is the time that we will get to work and do the work of the people that they elected us to do. And, you know, tonight begins anew. It, it starts tomorrow. It's okay. Now that I'm elected, let's get to work. Let's work on behalf of what we said we were going to do. And let's start out. And, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it, 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 there's so many emotions that I'm feeling even now as we were talking because it's such a big, important night for, for democracy. And I'm, I'm sure you feel the same way. What, well, you know, you know, like last November um, was kind of tough for us. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was a work, I was a field organizer for the Democratic Party of Baltimore County, and okay. you know, we were waiting for our numbers up in Baltimore and in the county, and uh, I think we got some, you know, the key precincts that we were waiting on. Like we won some, we lost a lot, and then we were all heading down from, you know, the northern parts down to College Park. Um, to, to join the rest of the crew and crap. We didn't even get out we got our, we didn't even get out of our car and we met up with some other, you know, politicos um who were like, Oh, she just conceded and we're like, What yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> it, it's a shock. It was like yeah, you know, Hogan well, I mean, Hogan is our president, you know I mean sorry, our president, I feel like it our governor. <laughs> um like, I don't, run, like, I don't I don't know if I brought that into reality soon, but, um, you know, that was, you know, we didn't, let's be honest. I mean, not, nobody in the state of Maryland was ready for that loss. Um, nor I would argue kudos to the Republican party in Maryland for that win. Right. So, you know, that's the sort of thing that, you know, they would talk to us, um, in the campaign office the next day, you know, tears in our eyes, like pain, like it was just this shared cathartic moment. Um, And you talk about this, you know, when you're with campaigns that win and when you're with campaigns that lose. Um, You know, it's like fundraising during a recession, which I had to do. Um, You know, when when you go through those big losses like that, um, it makes that next victory that much better. Like for me, you know, having to work fields for the Democratic Party last year um, and to lose and to still all of a sudden turn around and run my race now, 
it's like you have that loss, that loss, that feeling of loss does not leave, but it gives you that energy to push for those next five voters or, you know, um, knock for those next five doors because you see what happens when, what happens if you didn't connect with that voter, right? That could have been ten more voters that you could have gotten. Um, I'm I'm coming from field, so I believe that field wins. And um, all the more reason when you when you lose, it fracking sucks, but mm. it gives you that 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 hunger to win the next time. Yeah, you 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 know I've been in on the <laughs> the end of uh, losing campaigns where you give every ounce of your heart and soul and put every last moment of your free time and put your life on hold uh, for 9, 10, 11 months. And Liz, you put every waking ounce of emotion, of energy, of every piece of your soul into yep. an election and then tonight is the night and then you think yep. okay and you know what oh i got i know that's the feeling and i um <laughs> i remember last year at this time today is november the 3rd last okay. year at this time i was driving around all over the county putting up yard signs at, Absolutely. at the yeah at the at the precincts and probably mm-hmm. you were as well and we yeah. uh i i put up all of my yard signs and and four by eights and um, you know you're you're anxious you're you're thinking okay this has been a you know a, a great campaign or it's been a tough campaign and you're just like I'm ready for this to be over I'm ready for people to go to the polls I'm ready to find out uh, what what's happening uh, and what's going to happen but you know I I remember the moment when in in last year uh, the, the the moment that I lost and um, I was watching the election results roll in um and i i was doing it by via my computer and a and a, and a news site or at the i think it was the um the, the county board of elections website and um i didn't you know i'm not an emotional guy but um there's a heartache and there's and you kind of sit and i i remember i just sat on the couch and i thought you know man what a what a defeat but what lessons i learned about myself about other people about uh you know how to manage stress how to how to talk to people how to listen and that's the most important is how to listen and candidates go out and if they don't learn something by the time that they finish then you know i i don't know what else to say but uh you learn you know liz as a candidate i'm sure you learn something new about yourself every day that you didn't oh, know oh yeah they- you know of course i was like i lesson learned like next november um, the watch party will not be at a public location. <laughs> number <No>. one. <laughs> um, the number two, you know, when I when we got the uh, results last June, you know, I was running what against three incumbents and seven of there were four challengers. So right. it was already tough to begin with. Um, people tend to support incumbents just in general. One of them had been on our ballot since I was twelve. So you know, talk about the incumbency, but. Um, but, you know, like, when I found out, like, yeah, all that energy, like, you're pushing it throughout that, that the last week, right? That last week, that last weekend through Election Day, you're on your feet, you're on your toes, you're connecting with as many voters as possible. You have, like, this adrenaline just running. And then you freaking lose, right? 
Yeah. The first thought that I had in my mind, surrounded by, you know, a lot of my interns are from Howard University and, and other schools in the area, um, I felt like I let them down. I felt like, you know, I let my, um, especially financial supporters down, especially the people who, yeah. oh, my God, like who wrote, you know, whether it's a $20 check or a $1,000 check, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, there's there's that sense of, like, I you let failed, people down, but though, the they, they invested, right. and, and you didn't deliver. Right. You're not the return. Right. But at the same time, you know, you think about it after, you know, the dust settles and you come from under your comforter <laughs> and, and you and you wake up and you take a shower and you walk out, you're like, you think about these people who, you know, had just met you for the first time ever. Sure. You know, I one guy was like, I'm writing you a check at your at the door. Uh, one yeah. woman was like, "I'm investing not in this campaign, but your next campaign." Um, I think a lot of people, even you know, Speaker Bush was like, "I lost my first election," and I'm like, "Thank you. I really appreciate you doing that." You know, so you you say that you know if you're really wanting to do it, um, you've got to get through whatever you're going to get through. It's not going to be easy. Um, it's it's going to be depressing. Um, But then, you know, as, you know, Mayor Barry said, you know, it's not about, you know, falling down, but it's getting back up and fighting another day. You know, that's the real, real stuff. And Mayor Barry, you know, God rest his soul as I'm doing the sign of the cross. uh, I, um, there's a man who was the definition uh, of resilient. Now, I say that with a grain of salt. Because I want to say that I don't always agree with I didn't always agree with some of his I mean, actions. He's he's a larger than life character in life and in death. So, <laughs> um, yeah, and um, yeah, yeah. I mean, he is he his name will be eternally sketched into the annals of politics down in Washington D.C. He was look that you know you brought his name up, but he was Washington D.C. That was. What yeah. Washington, D, you know, and uh, that he will be uh, infinitely attached to the name of this city, um, yeah. you know, and, and look, tonight is an important night all around the country. And as I'm watching my Facebook feed, as I see these election results uh, stroll in, mm-hmm. um, we have I'm looking in Virginia, at Virginia, don't we? We do as well. Yeah, right. And, you know, I want to just I want to bring one to the attention of uh mm-hmm. The public who might be listening in that um, Republican governor, uh, Republican governor elect of Kentucky is now Matt Bevin, who, funny enough, ran against uh, Mitch McConnell uh, once before the primary. He lost and uh, then he ran for governor. So that's an interesting uh, situation. And, you know, politics are weird like that. You know, you could run for one office and then you come out on the other end, on the winning end. So, hey, hey, uh, I mean, uh, as I as I recall, being a governor is not a bad look. No, it's not. It's a pretty good gig, right? <laughs> maybe uh you know, maybe we'll um see your name on a gubernatorial ballot one of these days, right, Liv? Oh my gosh. I, I don't first things first, bro, seriously. It would have to be the first independent governor in the history of history. <laughs> no, we have a, we have actually an independent governor in uh Alaska. Yeah. Um, and I think there's an indep- and there's a few independent uh, United States senators. There's Angus King up from the state of Maine, um, and then there's uh, Bernie Sanders, who's technically still an independent from uh, this, uh, the state of Vermont. And um, there was there's but been you some, know what we've never had Ryan an indi- a, actually, an independent president. No, we've actually never had an independent woman to Congress. 
Is that right? Yep, all of them have obviously been men, but we've never had an independent woman to Congress in well, I, our country. Well, I, I think that, you know, you're on the right track. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think that you're you're out there working it every day, and I, I'd love to see... I'd love to see the establishment upset in Montgomery County, not just to, to see it, but to, because, you know, we all want change, and yeah. it's the change that we seek now. Um, right. And I want to move I want to move into some more breaking news. Sure. Um, I'm getting great reports from my friend, Scott Eward, who runs a blog, a tech blog, and who does a fantastic job. At analyzing candidates and their social media, and um, oh yeah, he needs. He told me I need to work on my pages. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> well, no, and you know, <laughs> so constructive criticism is always a oh no, uh, absolutely, absolutely, a, a, a coveted um, piece in every campaign. But uh, look, if Scott Scott is, I know he's attentively following. So if he wants to call in, um, Scott, you're welcome to call in six four six seven one six five nine seven one is our phone number. I'll be happy to patch you right in. I'd love to, you know, he has some election results regarding Laurel. Um, and he's oh, providing very good. Some, yeah, he's, provi- uh, Scott is providing me some information um, on uh, the Laurel races. Yeah, and, so speaking uh, of Laurel, that's where my curling club is. You're cur- you, you are in that. a curling club. I am a curler. I haven't been able to curl uh, for a season and I would like to join this season, but, uh, Yes, I picked up curling during last Winter Olympics. It is the coolest sport ever besides lacrosse. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's just a great place. It's, um, in the, it's a Potomac Curling Club, but it's right next to the Ice House mm-hmm. in Laurel. So I love Laurel for that reason. Um, I, I uh, Oh, and Jonathan Sherberg, I see, is now live on uh, Paris, uh, Periscope, but I will not be following him. <laughs> I will, I, I will not be following him because uh, my ratings are, you know, in the words of Donald Trump, huge. So, uh, just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But you kidding, know but... what, though? Like, Ryan, good for you. I, we, we've spoken about this a little when all that happened. <laughs> and, you know, hey, you know, like, what is it? What do they say? Um, imitation is the best form of flattery? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, hey. You know. What's hard you know. to you, Ryan? It's just funny that, you know, I want to go back to that situation where he uh, he sort of dissed me, and um, I'm not his competition. Look, I, I don't, you know, I'm not I, I'm not competing against this guy, really, at all, and I have no, I, he does something, I do something, and uh, we're both putting out information. Well, and, let me ask uh, you, Ryan, can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, you know, I was wondering about that after, you know, because I was like, oh, man, Joel's on it, too, like. That's not, you know, I thought that I was, you know, I was really, at first I was like, messed up, messed up, Ryan, but then I was like, oh, cool, you're you're increasing um, access to some of our, um, you know, less-known candidates, so I appreciate mm-hmm. that. But, you know, I was wondering, um, do you think that the issue was not necessarily Joel participating in a, you know, a random-slash-Republican blog like yours, or is it that it points to more competition for Jamie Raskin. Um, um, I haven't been you know friendly I mean? to Jamie Raskin. I mean, and and because I don't think, I don't think Jamie Raskin is the right guy to be representing us in Congress for many reasons. Is because I think yeah. he's a, he's so far left that, uh, yeah. you know, he's so far left that it's almost. I mean, look, Jamie 
Jamie Raskin, I have met him yeah. probably once or twice. He's a very yeah. nice and engaging man, and there is no question that Jamie Raskin is a brilliant guy. There's no question. And he represents Tacoma Park, which is one of the most liberal districts, not only in the state of Maryland, but in the entire country. And I would you know, say the most liberal in the state of Maryland. And of course, yeah, and to, you know that's where uh, Heather Mizer came out. And proud of it. And, and proud of it. You know, they're yeah. very proud of of their um, their views and their. You know, actually, we just left um, Tacoma Park just now, and that's a really interesting thing that we find. You know, like we're collecting signatures from anyone who's registered, right? Right. I would argue the people who are um, there's some people who are absolutely not willing to participate because it's competition for their person. Mind you, I said that person needs to win said primary in order to compete with us. <laughs> like, like It's not about competing with them. If anything, mm-hmm. my leaving the party is better for everyone. You know, yeah. like they don't, there's one less person that they have to run against during the primary. It's one less, you know, y- person under 40 that they have to run against. Like, there's certain things that, you know, people talk about this concept of diversity. Yes, there's race and gender, but when it comes to point of view and perspective, that's something that they need to really address um, as a party, uh, particularly in this position, in this seat. You know, District 4 is a little different. I don't know how much you're covering that, but... Not as um, much. I should, though. I probably should. Yeah, no, I mean, it'd be interesting to see, especially if your friends who are, I think... Do we fall under District 4? District 4. That's Donna Edwards, right? Yeah. Yes. You know, they they Uh, did some um, carving out of that area, too, actually. So it's really hard to really get the voters to know where they vote and who they vote for. I mean, it's amazing. But um, Um, I want to give you an update. um, I'd like to, to break in and provide a quick update for those who are listening to the show live we have some inter- we have some results um, coming in um, from uh, Laurel, and uh, we have um, Team Laurel takes the votes. And that's what I'm being reported from Scott Eward. Um, all incumbents were elected in the city of Laurel. All incumbents, breaking news: all incumbents are elected in the city of Laurel, including um, Fred Smalls, Ed Ricks, Valerie Nichols, and Donna Cray. I want to bring in someone who is calling in. And, uh, Caller, you are on. How are you tonight? Good. This is Scott. How are you, Ryan? Hey, Scott. How hey, are you Scott. tonight? Hey, Liz. Yeah. So, I'd love um, to meet you in person one day. Okay, I'd so we to, have... I'd love to come up that way and visit with you. Oh, very hey, good. Scott and Liz, thanks for joining the show. Scott, stay with us. Liz, of course, you're going to be with us. We have some unofficial results coming in from the city of Gaithersburg. Um, Judd Ashman is leading Henry Marafa Jr. 64 to 27%. So Judd Ashman, um, who... Wait, 64 is, to 27? 64 to 27. Okay, many, I have... Um, locations um, reporting? Um, I... Locations reporting. Um, I don't. Th- that information, it doesn't give. They have that- Kim is, yeah, Kim is in the background. <laughs> My much better half is in the background. She is playing. Come on, Kim. <laughs> yeah, Kim is our producer tonight, and I just want to give a big shout out to uh, my sweet hey, dear girl. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving a shout-out to my sweetheart, Kim, who is um, watching the TV, searching the Internet, scouring, and providing some great information. Oh, I have another caller, so I want to bring in. Uh, hey, caller, welcome. Hey, Ryan Miner. It's Jackie Wellfonder from oh, Salisbury. Hey, so, okay, so Jackie Wellfonder is down in Salisbury. She's at the party. What is going on down in Salisbury, Maryland, Jackie? Well, it's been a big night. I know you want to talk to my candidate, Miraboda. Actually, Councilman-elect Miraboda. I love it. Um, I love it. He won a very decisive victory tonight, like 58%. So we are, as you can tell, I'm overjoyed. I have pretty much no voice left. <laughs> He's as actually being interviewed by a reporter from the Daily Times right now, um, and then we'll let him talk to you. But it's been an amazing night. We had, um, well, oh, my God, have you guys heard about Matt Bevin? I mean, that's Kentucky, but, my God, that's big news. (laughs) Well, Jackie, I want to tell you we have some, I have two great guests with me now. My co-host, Liz Matori from the Maryland's 8th Congressional District, an independent candidate. Hey. Hi, Liz, how are you? I'm great. I have my I fellow did, I friend. I didn't have to go through the election today, so I'm really great. <laughs> <laughs> I have Scott uh, Ewart, who is a fantastic blogger. Oh, gives I us love some... Scott. Yeah. <laughs> Jackie, and I, Jackie and I know each other. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. He's a tech uh, guru. He's amazing. He is. He's fantastic. He has a lot of great information. So, Jackie, um, you managed uh, the you managed a campaign, a winning campaign. So it has to feel good, and it. And it and I want you to run us through the emotions of the campaign. Talk about today, what it means, and what it, uh, w- what's happening. What are you feeling right now, Jackie? Well, you know, Ryan, it's been huge. And I have to say, I mean, yeah, I had the title of campaign manager, but it was a huge team effort. You know, Bunky Luffman, uh, Carl yeah. Anderton's chief of staff and deputy guy. mayor of Del Mar. Also, Sean Jester, who works for Congressman Andy Harris. It was the four mm-hmm. of us. We call each other the band. And, I mean, it's just been amazing. Boda has worked so hard. We had yeah. uh, a Super Saturday here. Nicolae Ambrose bought, brought a huge crew here. And we even had Congressman Harris knocking on doors for Muir Boda, who actually ran against him as a libertarian a few years ago. <laughs> so, I mean, truly extraordinary. But we've had fellow county councilmen knock on doors. I mean, Delegate Anderton, Mary Beth Carosa. So many people rallied behind this guy because they know his heart, they know how much this means to him, and most importantly, they know how hard he's going to work for the city of Salisbury. So we are just truly ecstatic that he pulled off this victory. And he didn't just pull off a victory. It was a very decisive victory. So we couldn't be more thrilled. What's the final numbers? What's the numbers coming in? Um, For him, I just remember the last numbers I saw, it was like he had 58% of the vote. Okay. And he had three other co- opponents. So, wow. in the in the the bad part is at six fifty five, and the the polls closed at seven. It's such a low turnout here, Ryan. Yeah. And I know that's a problem across the board, voter apathy. But at six fifty five, when we checked for Boda's district, the total votes were a hundred and forty votes. I wow. mean, that's just insane. So that's the thing you never know because these races can be decided literally by one or two votes. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Um, it's crazy, so then, but we have a great council. Jake Day is going to be an extraordinary mayor, yeah. and now it's just about everybody working together as a team and moving forward. Jackie, what um, what are some of the grassroots strategy that you implemented with um, 
uh, with within this race that helped uh, Mira to victory. Uh, I'll be taking notes, so. <laughs> you know me, grassroots is my middle name, and That's right. I mean, really, the key was boots on the ground. And the thing with this race is, our municipal race is nonpartisan, so we had to have a consistent message to Democratic voters, independent voters, you name it. And the bottom line is, we were just putting forward the message of voters' experience, the work he's already doing on the housing commission, the community work he's done. I mean, it wasn't a partisan message. It was just overall a message of how much he's done and how much he'll continue to do. And actually, I'm getting his attention right now Okay. <laughs> he just finished up his interview. So I'm going to let you tell, or I'm going to let the councilman-elect tell you a little bit more. Everybody, okay. I'm explaining to him what I'm doing. Ryan Miner's on the phone and he wants to do a live interview with you. There you go. Here we go. Uh, and, hey, and Jackie, hey, Ryan, thank you. Hey, Ryan, how you doing? Oh, so I, I I just want to clear the stage right now. We have breaking news on our radio show now. You can't hear it anywhere else around the state. <laughs> Councilman, Salisbury Councilman-elect Mira Boda, who was just elected by an overwhelming majority, and I want to congratulate you. I know how hard you worked. We met down in Talls this past summer, and we had a great conversation. Remember that? We were eating crabs and yeah. all that all that buttery seafood, and I said, and we we had a great conversation. Lots of, Bay, lots of butter, lots of crabs. You and your wife were there. That was, that was yeah. I love we, balls. It was a fantastic event, and I knew then that you had the spirit of a to serve this district. And tonight is the culmination of that. Tonight is every ounce of hard work that you have put into it, and now it has paid off. Tell me what's going on, what's gone through your head, and how do you feel? Oh, my gosh. Uh, maybe uh, tell you how I feel. Give me a couple of days because I've been crying. I've been laughing. Uh, it's been a lot of years of hard work. Cause I've, I've run for office a couple of times, and, and every time you just leave everything out there. And uh, no different in this campaign. I mean, we we worked tirelessly. Uh, we, we've been essentially since we, the day we filed back in May, we've just been planning and, and analyzing voter data and targeting voters and uh, – you know, making it uh, the key is is and getting yeah. them in there, getting in their living rooms, uh, talking to them, hearing their concerns and 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 everything. And and the other thing is, after that, you send them a postcard that says, "Hey, thanks for your time." <laughs> uh, and and then you know, when, not just that. You know, if we knocked on the door, sometimes I would go through the list of what people would write down, and I say, "Hey, I think I want to send a note to this one. Sorry, we missed you." Uh, and you know, it's it's like the cheapest thing. I paid. I bought like thousand postcards for like thirty five dollars yeah. and we used about half of them i think and uh but uh you know we did uh every person that ever voted in our district uh for the past uh ten years got a postcard uh on Saturday reminded mm-hmm. to get out and vote and uh so you know i had I had several people come up to me today and say hey i got like i got these two personal postcards that's why I'm here plus you knocked on my door twice so you know that's key. Hey, John, how you doing? Thank you. Um, that's key. Is, is you know them meeting you, them having your personal cell phone number, and understanding that you're here to represent them. And uh, it's a it's, it's, it's a great feeling. Yeah. What? Uh, Congratulations. This is Thank you. this is a wonderful victory, and I know that you are ready and eager to serve the people of Salisbury. 
And I want to understand, what was the most important issue you heard when you were out knocking doors, coming into people's living rooms and talking to them and looking them at face-to-face? What is it that they shared with you that you kept with you and you thought about each and every day as you were on the campaign trail? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is, is economic opportunity. It's uh, underemployment and unemployment uh, is, is key because that that drives everything. That drives, you know, when you have families who, you know, mom and dad or sometimes it's just mom or dad uh, working two jobs to make ends meet, and they're not at home sometimes. So what happens sometimes is that leads to the kids have no supervision. Right. So it leads to an increase in juvenile crime because there's no supervision. And these kids are out at night because, you know, they can do whatever they want. So I, I think it, it, every issue where there's a problem, it kind of leads to another issue. And so I, I think there's finding multiple solutions for some complex problems. And so I have established relationships with every member of our Lower Shore delegation because I've worked with them for years on a variety of issues, whether it was their campaigns or other issues. So we know that there's going to be roadblocks to bring economic development to Salisbury, and we we need those changes in Annapolis. Thank you. Thank you, people <laughs> walking by. Uh, and so that's key. That, that's key in, in understanding, you know, when we get in here specific, to specifics, uh, we've already got relationships established to make those changes. So, you know, I, and, and there's a lot of things going on in, in Maryland. You know, Governor Hogan and Mike Gill, who's the uh, economic secretary, he signed an agreement with the uh, Korean uh, electric company or the state-run power company in Korea to help maybe do energy projects. Hey, if there's jobs, we want to <laughs> we we want to bring them down here to the shore for our people because we got a great area to do it. We got a Absolutely. lot of good things going on in Salisbury for economic development. We're getting ready to do our our Main Street area, and when we're done, we're going to have one gigabit uh, per second internet internet speed down here. What very few places in the country have it. So that is so cool. What's going on down at Wallops Island, and that's going to attract a ton of stuff to our downtown area, and we're excited. So there's a lot of things good that are happening. So we just need to make sure that our people are properly trained for these jobs that are coming in five or six years. That our local universities and our college are going to be are going to be offering these type this type of training for our people. So that's that's key in understanding, you know, planning also for this economic development, and that's I'm, I'm excited to be a part of that. Mira, you're gonna you have a fantastic mayor now, and you're gonna have a great council. And what are you looking forward to? When when are you, first of all, when are you sworn into office, and what will be one of the first issues that the council and mayor tackle? Uh, well, it's um, we, we're sworn in on November 16th, uh, so it's it's going to be a quick review of <laughs> it's going to be a quick review of the pending items that the council has. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, and. Thank you. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, and and so part of that, you know, there, there's and we're getting right to work because Jake Day has big plans for the city. And I think the first main part is making sure our Main Street master plan is done and that we, we keep things on time with that because the quicker we get that done, that's going to be vitally important to economic growth because we've got to grow our city from the inside out. Just, yeah. Not just in our in our downtown area, but the same in our neighborhoods because we've got a lot of issues with vacancy vacant homes. we got a lot of plans for that. We want to try a couple of different things, and uh, so we're excited about about some of the things coming. Yeah, Mira, I want to, I want to, um, I, I, I know you're busy, and uh, I want you to go back. 
I want you to go back and uh, and be with your friends and, and, and colleagues and enjoy and bask in your glory tonight and then get to work tomorrow. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. Uh, Got a lot of signs I, to pick up tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the worst part. And if anybody has ever been in a campaign, they know that uh, – that that picking up the signs is the biggest pain in the ass there is with a campaign. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, no doubt. So, but I love putting I, them out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I I just want to say again, congratulations. This is a well fought victory. I was rooting for you all the way up here in Montgomery County. I wish I could have been of more help. I really wish I could have come down and and, and given you a hand. It just our schedules didn't work out. But nonetheless, yeah. I I I want to get you on the show more often so we can talk about sure. some of these economic development issues, some of the education issues, sure. and we'll talk, we'll do a full unwind of what we should expect with the Salisbury City Council moving forward. So um, you're, go enjoy your night. Tonight is yours. You've earned it. You've earned every hug. You've earned every tear. You've earned everything that you have worked for, and the city of Salisbury will be a better place because of your service. So thank you for yeah. being part of the show tonight, and uh, tell Jackie that she needs to get some sleep, okay? So <laughs> I'll let her tell know. her no more coffee right. for tonight. <laughs> I think we're All switching right. over to uh, other adult beverages tonight. So, uh, well, hey, yeah. you, All right, be Ryan. safe. Hey, thank yeah, you. Go. Thank you for having me on, and I appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. Well, go enjoy your night, and thank you, and congratulations. All right, All right. thank you. Wow, okay. <laughs> she. So, guys, um, Councilman-elect Mirabota from the city of Salisbury, and uh, it, it, that was fun. That was great. You know, we had a candidate that, that just that just won. And look, I want to go over to to you, Scott. Um, we have a mayor, um, a, a fighter, and a champion of liberty. His name is Patrick McGrady, and he is now the mayor of Aberdeen. Mayor-elect Patrick McGrady is has been elected as the mayor of Aberdeen and I got to tell you he is a fantastic guy uh he he is a well he is a liberty fighter true and true and uh you know this guy has been doing this for a long time and I'm really happy to hear that so hey Scott what's going on down in Laurel you've been providing me some uh some insight so yeah there's a, a Howard County Times reporter um Andrew Michaels um or Michael Andrews, I'm sorry, and I'm following him tonight. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I'm following him. I'm following you. I'm following Jonathan. I'm following about anyone and everyone I can. You know, the the statement, "This is our Super Bowl," so true. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to get as much information to find out, you know, who's doing what, where. Um, you know, using every you know social media outlet that I've got. <laughs> To, to follow um, the various resources out there. Yeah, we have we have some results coming in, and I want to go back to Gaithersburg City, the city of Gaithersburg, excuse me. We have the unofficial results. Um, Kim, uh, Kim is um, writing on the floor, looking at the TV, studying all of the Internet websites that um, I can't get to, and I just want her to come up. Kim, can you? Can you? Okay, she is. I love, I love that. I love it. it, it she I says one second. It. Yeah. So she is well, providing. Well, as we're as we're waiting, you know, I wanted to, you know, make a note about, you know, what we were talking about just now, um, how important these municipal elections are. You know, when you're talking about that economic development, how that will affect your city and the community that lives right around you. These are your neighbors. Um, people might be well off, and a lot of people aren't. 
and those yeah. sort of decisions are made right there on the ground, and it, it's so important. So I commend I commend you guys for doing what you're doing. I think it's profound. It's really well, cool. I- Liz, I commend you for what you're doing. You are putting out a message that is fundamentally different than any uh, any of the other candidates running in the 8th Congressional District. And it's impressive, it's fun, and it's unique. And it's something that is a much-needed breath of fresh air to have an independent thinker running. And it's it's very important that we have these conversations. And CNN is now projecting, and this is just an aside from Maryland, but CNN is now projecting that Republican Governor Phil Bryant will win re-election in the state of Mississippi. Phil Bryant will win re-election in the state of Mississippi. So, uh, yeah, that would be like, you know, a Republican winning Mississippi. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, that's like a, what, a Democrat running for um, mayor of D.C.? That's right, yeah. Uh, um, and, and, and I want to go back to the city of Gaithersburg. The unofficial results um, here in the city of Gaithersburg – uh, we have Judd Ashman, 64% to 27%. Now, that may have changed, but um, – and then we have Councilman Neil Harris, Ryan Spiegel, and Robert Wu. So, Liz, I don't know what's going on with uh, with your friend. Florian? Yeah, I haven't seen her name up there. Uh, how many people Kim, were, they, were they able to pick? So I think it's three. I, I'm sorry, Kim is – Laurie Ann has fifty six percent. Um and uh is she what's the Kim, what's the total? Is she leading or behind? Okay, she's in fourth place right now. Laurie Ann is in fourth place behind it looks like it might be uh Robert Wu or Neil Harris. So, <laughs> oh my god. This like is like I, I know I, I can feel it. I can feel the anxiety. You know, and then that's I, the thing, like you're you know, you're at this point, right? And you're like I'm sure Lorianne and her team, just like every other uh, one of these teams that have run um, in this election, they put yeah. everything into it, you know, and you want to make sure um, that you've done your best. And I'm sure that everybody can say, yes, they have. Uh, but when the numbers come up, you're like, it, it's that, like when the reality hits, you're like, ah. <laughs> Have we found out any information about Tacoma Park? I, I'm not sure where their election results are trickling in. Um, I and, and I didn't spend too much time reviewing the Tacoma Park. I'm I'm immensely uh, well. I should say intensely interested in the results of Rockville uh, because they had a real split there. There was a dichotomy. There was a a clear oh, one so versus was, the other. So you so I was uh, I spent most of my day in the city of Rockville. So it was how'd that go? And so, you know, here I am at like 8 o'clock in the morning, you know, with my coffee. <laughs> beautiful. I mean, that's the thing about the city of Rockville. Like, I've spent most of my time, like, on the main thoroughfares, but a lot of these uh, voting precincts were in the communities, at the community centers. So right. it's beautiful up there. Like, they actually have trees still, you know. Like, you can <laughs> see the, you know, the, the, the foliage, and it's just so beautiful. And, you know, you're sitting in this really bucolic environment, and then you talk, you hear about, you know, nasty like mailings and you're like ooh you know this is like weird it's like really yeah. real because you know it's a it's a big big considering city um when it comes to the municipalities in in, in Maryland it's not a Baltimore uh, but it is a, a a significant one and so when you have even the question of impropriety 
it means a lot because it's such a important position. You know, I don't know sure. what happened with the mayor. She's an incumbent. I got to meet her at around like nine thirty in the morning with her daughter. Yeah, Bridget. Newman, and right. you know, right, right. And so, true or not, I don't really know. And quite honestly, it's it is what it is. I'm not going to yeah. say anything yay or nay because I don't know anything about it. But what I will say is, again, having been now all of a sudden this quasi public or public figure, having yeah. someone say something about you. If it is not true, yeah, it hurts. If it's yeah. true, congratulations. If it's not true, though, that is when, it, like, it was the whatever whatever happened was released so late throughout the election that there wasn't an ability to rebut. That's what yeah. I heard. Um, yeah. There might be an issue with a lawsuit because they were thinking wow. that that's liable. You know, I had a question with my lawyer self when that stuff happened last month. I was wondering, is that slander um, when it comes to what happened? But, you know, what's the rumor? What were you hearing? Well, yeah, they were saying that, you know, all the things that were said were false, um, that, you know, a couple of the people, not the mayor, but another man who was um, allegedly a part of this um, hullabaloo um, was considering suing. Wow. Um, and, you know, it is weird. Like, again, I don't know what has happened. Um, okay. But to see it play out with your, you know, with the electeds and the volunteers, um, I don't know how much it seeped in with the voters. Right. But, you know, it, it's it's hard because you, you want people to run on their merits and, and on a good course. Um, uh, so we'll see. So I want to bring in. Uh, we have some more uh, election results to report on. We have the Green Belt, the Green Belt City Council, and the winner of there. You can vote for seven. So here are the seven winners: Silk Pope, uh, with one thousand two hundred and twenty-three voters. We have Susan. Uh, I'm sorry, Emmert Jordan with one thousand five hundred fifty-two. Lita March with one thousand one hundred fifty-two votes. Conrad Hurling, one thousand two hundred fourteen votes. Rodney Roberts, Edward Puttins, and Judith Davis. These are the seven winners of the Greenbelt City Council. So Silk Pope, uh, Emmert Jordan, Letta, Mar- Letta March, Conrad Hurling, Rodney Roberts, Edward Puttins, and Judith Davis um, are the winners. And we also have some news on uh, another race, um, uh, unofficial results, and this is what Scott just tweeted, um, unofficial results show that Patrick is it Wuhan? Is that how do you say that, Scott? I know I do. <laughs> yes, okay. Sorry, Ken sorry. Just go with it. <laughs> yeah, Patrick Wuhan was elected mayor of College Park, and as an uh, as a incidentally, um, he'll be the first openly gay man to hold the job at, and that's by oh. uh, WTOP. So, um, so that's what they were they were saying in that race that um, you know it, it's it's kind of what happens when in in our progressive party that yeah. you have what it would be the first black woman elected or the first openly gay man, you know, and again, you, you want to be able to focus on the issues and what the people can bring right. um, to the table, but it is what it is. Like, it's like, which right. statement do you want to make? And it, it, so congratulations to everyone, but it's interesting to well, see that those things are coming out. W- WTUP just put up the numbers. Patrick Wuhan, 1,236 votes. Yeah. Denise Mitchell, 846 votes. Okay, uh, and yeah. and then with, with we have four different 
we have so these are unofficial results, and we have WTOP is also reporting the four different council districts, starting with Council District One, um, SM Fazul Kabur and Christine. Uh, I, I can't. Uh, no, I, Kim's writing is horrendous. Uh, so, <laughs> blame it uh, sorry, on Kim. Kim. Is that how you get through your marriage? Blame it on Kim. Uh, yeah. Um, it, uh, I will. I will hear never-ending shit after I get off this radio station. So, I, <laughs> I'm kidding. I love. I love you, Kim. You're doing a great job. She's she's a producer. She is she is writing quickly all these results. So, um, Council District One of College Park, uh, or sorry, well, let me move on to Council District Two. Um, PJ Brennan has 160 votes. Monroe Dennis with 135 votes. Council District Three, Robert. Day with 386 votes, and Stephanie Stolich with 402 votes. In Council District 4, Mary Cook has 184 votes, and the other person has 163 votes. Um, so that is College Park. All Many of these municipalities are strolling in. Um, oh, I want to mention quickly, I'm, I'm looking at a national report that Columbus from Columbus, Ohio, Ohio voters have rejected a ballot measure seeking to legalize recreational and medicinal marijuana use in the state. So uh, shame on wah, them. Wah. Shame on them. <laughs> Guess you're shame not going to be moving them. to Ohio. <laughs> so what does that say? But no, here's, here's the bigger question. What does that say about Ohio on uh, – how does that foreshadow what may happen in 2016? Uh, it shows maybe Ohio's just not as progressive as other states. Oh, no, Ohio's not. I don't think anybody would say that. If anything, when you look at the Midwest, um, I would say, you know, Chicago, Illinois, you know, Ohio. Yeah. You're seeing the mix of the two coasts coming together. Um, yeah. Another bid for, you know, when it comes to businesses, um when they want to test products, they use the Chicago and Midwest um, markets to test to see if it works. Yeah. Because that's where you have the, I would say, average, typical center uh, viewpoints of our country because it, it is what it is. It is the center of of the country, and therefore it's the center of, of the opinion. Uh, yeah, I agree. And, hey, Scott, you know, you're, you're over in Howard County. Um, any, what's going on over in Howard County? Well, you, you mentioned a Board of Education race. Yeah, we've got the Board of Education race, and, and really that's the only local race that we've got uh, in Howard County this this cycle. I mean, obviously the Senate race is statewide, yeah. um, but as far as just local, it's just the Board of Education. Okay. Um, and they're looking to fill three seats. And it's important. That's a <laughs> the the BOE is uh, is extraordinarily important, and uh, in it, the state of it, it absolutely is. And and there's usually a lot of candidates in these in this race. Um, it would be very interesting to see how this plays out this time around. But you have And then also, any... don't forget, like, no results, right? Hello. Hello, Scott. I'm sorry. Say that again. You have no results coming in, right? For BOE, oh, they're not. It's not tonight. It's they're part of the regular election cycle, so they, you know, oh, okay. their primaries in April. Oh, so we, we, oh, we, have, okay. we have nothing in Howard tonight. Oh. Okay. So well, you know, shout out to Howard. Ju- I'm watching all the other jurisdictions that I watch. Yeah, yeah, you know, shout out to Howard County. Howard County is one of those counties in Maryland that um, I know a lot of my colleagues that graduated from law school. That's where they're finding their affordable homes. You know, yeah. they're professionals, they're young professionals, but they can't afford uh, Montgomery County anymore. Uh, but they need the access 
to the district of Baltimore, so they pick Howard County uh, to build their family. Um, so true. when you talk about, you know, the Board of Elections, it's like, you know, these are their responsibilities to educate my classmates' children. So Columbia. <laughs> like, yeah. Columbia is a wonderful area. It, it it's it's a burgeoning area. It has uh, many uh, m- many fantastic restaurants in the downtown uh, Columbia area. I've had many lunches uh, at the Clyde's that is right there. And uh, what do they call that, Scott? I forget the area they call that right there. Oh, the lakefront. Yeah, the lakefront. That's a right. that's a re- really interesting area. And what's also great about Columbia is that it's so connected into D.C. or Baltimore, and it's pretty much equal distance. And you can get to them. You can get to either of those major locations pretty quickly. Um, uh, except for when it's during rush hour, but that's yeah. another story. <laughs> right. that's, oh, that, that's where the federal government needing to focus on infrastructure plays right there, yeah. right around there. There in uh, seventy. Uh, Scott just tweeted a uh, a retweet from Michelle uh, Michelle Bash from WTOP who was reporting the Bowie unofficial election results. G. Frederick Robertson uh, was elected mayor. Council winners are, as I said earlier, my friend Michael Estev, Palanigan, uh, Glass, and Troth. So four people, mayor council, the mayor and council winners. Frederick Robinson was elected mayor. Michael Estev. Uh, Polonigan, Glass, and Troth. So just some more information. We're still awaiting the results to trickle in from Rockville. That's going to be an interesting race. Uh, the two candidates for mayor are Bridget Donald Newton and Sima Ozdobi. There are several candidates who ran for council, Patrick Schuff, Clark Reed, Mark uh, Pirachakla, Julie Palakovich carr Virginia Olney, Brigitte Mulligan, David Hill, Richard Gottfried and Beryl Feinberg. And if you've been in the city of Rockville in the last few weeks, you noticed an onslaught uh, of signs just everywhere. I mean, like, they're, yeah. I wish those signs would cover up the speed cameras because they're such a pain. Um, <laughs> uh, there's I'm a kidding. really great, uh, you know, those videos that they have like a really rudimentary cartoon, um, and it's whatever you type, it speaks out what your, what your cartoon will say. Yeah. Have you ever seen those things? Well, they have uh, one about political yard signs, and they talk about, like, oh, my yard signs are so much better than yours. We are going to win the election. Like, yard signs <laughs> make the difference. <laughs> you know, I mean, it is important, but it's like yard signs Funny. don't vote. Like, you know, like, get over it. But you know what's interesting, uh, and I, I think you'll appreciate this uh, rhetoric that I heard today. Um, so they had a slate, a de facto slate that they ran, what is it called, like Team Rockville? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was Rock. a combination of the Sima, who is it, no, but Sima is a challenge. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. I'm right? sorry. There was it another. Was, yeah, was, there was, was, yeah, go ahead. It was it was you know it was a mix of challengers and incumbents, which is is very rare. Usually, you have the incumbents band together um, and then block out the challengers, but this was this, if you will, slate was a mix of both. Um, and what these vo- uh, volunteers would say especially when I was there at present, mm-hmm. um, they would say, you know, vote for so-and-so. These are the independent candidates. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? I hear you. You know, it's this notion of, like, what is establishment, what is not. Like, you know, it means something different um, these days. It doesn't necessarily mean, like, you know, to think that, um, you know, your incumbent is now considered an independent candidate from that that has been made. 
Um, you know, and it's tough as voters, you know, I think that there's a lot of information. As I said, you know, your platforms, you and Scott, um, you help the voters make a little bit more sense. But when you wake up and you go to the polling place and you receive these pieces of information, like my my biggest pet peeve is that freaking Apple ballot. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like, the, the teacher like, ballot. Yeah. Like, Very duplicitous, too. I mean, like, I'm not, I mean, I, I appreciate teachers. Like, I and half my, you know, again, I have a lot of people in my family who are teachers. My parents were professors. You know, I, I've been in school most sure. of my life, so I, I value education. But, you know, when you have that Apple ballot made by whoever the, the um, you know, union has supported. Yeah, I wasn't You know, when you say, time. right, you know, it's usually Democrats. You know, it's usually it's all right. of incumbents. They'll be, like, <laughs> Some of the, um, you know, the the very, uh, being on that Apple ballot is like a treasure. You know, you yeah. basically, once you get on that ballot, it's as if. You're golden. The, yeah, right. the M, the, the union basically has stamped your, stamp, you receive that stamp of approval. Yeah. And the voters take that and vote right off of it. So I want All to move into. Uh-huh, go ahead. Oh. Yeah, I wanted to I want to go over to Scott and Scott's been following the technology side of the campaigns and has been assembling a great aggregate list of candidates and how they interact using social media. And Scott, what are some of the trends you see uh people and candidates especially using uh and how they use social media to broadcast and promulgate their message on say Facebook and Twitter? I I think you've got a mix of of candidates or at least staffers that work for candidates. Um, that are very good at it. Um, they they post regularly. They post good content. They post content that followers want to see. They post the kind of things, you know, they're out there working for your vote. They're at this event. They're at a sign waving. They're at whatever they're doing. You've got candidates that are very, very good at it, ones that are trying to do it themselves or have yeah. staffers that just don't know what they're doing. And, and so there's a big mix. And it's what really got me doing the scorecards originally was to kind of educate the, the the candidates and their staffers on, okay, here are the things you're doing well, but here are the things you're not. Um, and really, it, it should be a communication tool um, when you're running for office, when you're in office. You know, as a way to let, you know, the public at large, you know, those of us that care, um, you know, follow and keep up with what's going on. Um, yeah. So it, it really is a big mix. And, you know, it's kind of what I you know, what I write about in my scorecards is, you know, here are the things that the, the candidates that are doing it well, and here's why they're doing it well. And here's the ones that aren't. And really it's, you know, I try not to ding them hard. I just try to give them helpful advice on how right. to do it correctly. Yeah. And I, and I appreciate that. Cause I think I got like a almost feeling great from you, but, um, but you know, for me, like I just was able to bring in someone this last month. So most of, if not all of my social media has been done by me, you know, and, you know, it's this weird thing when you're like, first of all, you're, I had my personal Facebook page, which is a lot more active, then you have your professional site. So as you all know, like the moment that you tweet or post on your official page, that is the statement from the campaign. Absolutely. You know, so like I am very, very cautious, and I want to make sure that anything that I say on my personal, like when I said uh, the reminder about voting today, I made sure that it wasn't a part of my official page because, you know, I don't know how Lorianne as running as a Democrat would feel. I don't know how, you know, Rizzi running 
you know, as a, as a non-party person would feel. So right. that's, a, that's a really interesting thing, but I appreciate it. Um, it's, again, democratizing our system even more, social media. Uh, so it's, it's great that you're evaluating it. I, I think yeah, it's important. I mean, really, you know, as I'm, I, I consider myself a consumer of that information. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I just want the information to be good and valid and useful and consistent. Um, not once every other month, I, I, you know, especially during a campaign cycle. I want to know what you're doing to earn my vote every single day. Um, and, look, you're out there doing something every single day. Um, and, you know, the, all, most all the candidates are out there doing something every day. Um, and it's a great way just to, to to get that message across to, you know, the people that, you know, you're trying to get the vote for you. So we're still waiting on the Rockville City Council uh, votes to come in, and Kim is watching the television, and she's shaking her head. Kim, do we have anything for Rockville? Nothing yet, um, and I'm sure that this is the, the – I in Montgomery County, Liz and Scott, I would think that this would be the marquee race to watch. Rockville is the, uh, the epicenter of um, – of Montgomery County. It's our county seat. It's where all of our county business is conducted. And it's an important it's an important place. Uh and there's a lot yeah, so going on. The other issue besides the oh, I'm sorry, Scott, really quick. The other no. issue that they're dealing with um in Rockville is the um the development issue. What's sure. that it was in Ackerman. Um and uh you know for us as lay people currently not a part of that what do you do about the development of a place like Rockville? Right. Um, what do you do? They, you know, like, like for us, like we have a community right across the street from me called Littonsville, and they yeah. also have you know about four or five other communities around the state that are uh, areas that were given from former slaveholders to their former slaves, yeah. and descendants of those communities have lived in those areas ever since the end of the Civil War. I have and breaking also, news. I want to break into. Okay. Uh, I have some some breaking news regarding the city of Rockville, uh, and the unofficial results are strolling in. Bridget mm-hmm. Donald Newton uh, may, uh, as it's being reported by Rockville, Maryland's website, has been reelected as mayor of Rockville. Bridget <laughs> Donald Newton has been reelected as the mayor of Rockville, and the council members. Currently, uh, who are leading the polls are Julie Polakovich Carr, who has uh, neglected this radio show and turned me down for an interview, also has been reelected. Virginia uh, <laughs> Only, Beryl Feinberg, and Mark Pira Chala. I can't even say this last name, and that's I probably should have studied this, but Beryl Feinberg, Virginia Only, Julie Polakovich Carr, and Mark P., I'll say. Uh, are apparently the winners of the Rockville City Council race. Uh, they are Team Rockville. Um, the others lost. No, they're not. Uh, no, Seema's not. Seema didn't win. Oh, I'm sorry. So the team. Okay, I'm 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 getting this it's, confused. If anything, they, it's, it's it's Team Incumbent, as I mentioned before. Okay, so Team Incumbent of Rockville <laughs> won their race, and I want to read to you. Well, and. And that's interesting because I want to read to you an email uh, from Mark Ashburn, who was the campaign manager for Sima Osdobi's campaign manager. I wrote to 
them uh, also in September asking them to come on to my radio show just to do an interview to talk about the issues. We would have talked policy, and um, Mr. Ashburn wrote that he's the campaign manager and that Team Rockville, they are the best choice to represent the mayor and city council and the people of Rockville, but unfortunately, since the election is so close, he wrote, I don't think that your show will fit into our schedule. Well, um, you know, Mr. Ashburn, no offense, but you guys apparently have come up short. So um, <laughs> uh, I, I wrote him back a, a lengthy email that I said, I'm not sure how the time is available to just do a quick segment. I said, I'm trying to introduce the slate to voters in Rockville. I said, again, please allow me to express both incredulity and vehement disappointment. Voters desire transparency. Um, I said, I certainly respect candidates who are busy, but a 30-minute segment would be a first step to showing that transparency actually matters. And then he wrote off the record, which um, – um, okay, uh, and he says, if you've managed races and winning candidates, you know that it takes far longer than 30 minutes of a candidate's time to conduct an interview. It takes hours and hours of press No time. way. And he Ooh, said – Ben Carson? Yeah, hold on. He said – and we simply don't have that time right now with the election as close as it is already. I appreciate what you're trying to do, but there aren't – there just aren't enough hours in the day right now. So um, I'm thinking of writing you condescending prick. Uh, excuse no, me. No, don't do that. Don't no, I'm that. kidding. I wouldn't say that. No, I wouldn't no, say no. that. I, I apologize. You can but think it. That, you can use it for your dartboard, but you know. No, I didn't say that to him, and I, I was thinking it, but I, I, I'm over that thought. We're over that moment. So, um, And then I wrote back to Mr. Ashburn, who was the um, campaign manager for a losing slate of candidates, um, said that I wrote on the record, it would take an email to organize a call, collect your thoughts, and present a unified message. The candidates should be prepped already. They should have their message down and be ready to present their stump speech at any moment. I appreciate your schedules and time restrictions. However, I don't have the reach of a traditional radio or television station, but I do have a small reach. Best of luck to your slate. And he said, cool. thanks. Have a great weekend. And probably he really wanted to say uh, F you. But, um, uh, you know, guys, mm-hmm. I'm not – please, this is not indicative of, of their, I guess, unofficial loss, but – it maybe helps to come on and talk to alternative media outlets if you want to get a message out there. And having 30 minutes to come on and talk is really nothing in the in the grand scheme of a campaign where you're out knocking doors because think about the reach. The you know Here's an MP3 that people can listen to over and over and over and can be mass distributed and force multiplied uh-huh. versus you know people can listen to this interview and decide, yeah, okay, but look, and that's why I think – that's why I am I get disappointed when people say, oh, no, I don't have time for you. It's okay. I mean it's nothing – I don't take it personally, but I think – but you could you could get your message out like that. Why, why wouldn't you do yeah, that? Well, I mean, again, I, that's what we're – like Scott and you are doing, um, understanding the – if you know, if you think about it, like the infinite possibility that social media and internet um, – you know, media has um, in in this whole process. You know, I, I appreciate it because, you know, I'm not going to have, what, the thousands of dollars to drop a commercial during the first RNC debate for a first commercial. Like, what? Like, where'd that money come from? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like, I remember watching the RNC, you know, the, 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 the R, uh, you know, the, 
Republican debate, that first one to prepare for your um, debate analysis next, the next. Yeah. And I'm like watching it with my mom. The autopsy report. Registered. I don't know if I ever told you that my mom's a registered Republican. And okay. So, uh, yeah, don't hold it against her. But um, <laughs> so, no, I, um, I, I, I'm, I hold it in favor of her. Yeah, no. So, you know, I'm watching it with my mom, you know, in a neutral place, you know, so I can really evaluate it. And then all of a sudden, this commercial comes around yeah. in the middle of the, the the Republican debate, the first one, which was when was that in September? Mm-hmm. You know, and like the amount of money August that that in August, takes. August. Uh, okay, that's even worse, right? The amount of money that it takes in order to raise, have, produce, and execute is ridiculous. It's like hard. that is the thing that um you know when it comes to like our these these campaigns um you know you're you're thinking in Rockville for example um some ple- some people will have more resources uh, than others to get their voice out there um, right. and that's what's tough like when someone you know, hopefully that's not going to be me next November, but, you know, a lot of these candidates and their supporters, like, that's all they have, you know. They're not going to have the money for all those yard signs because yard signs are freaking expensive. People don't understand <laughs> how expensive those darn things are, especially if you do union. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> They're a lot more expensive than they look. Um, so, you know, it's like all the more reason when that, like, that, that energy and that, that hard work um you try your best to be able to perform against a lot of these real, a lot bigger campaigns and you do your best. Yeah. You know, um, and, and, you know, um, not coming on your show or candidates that decide not to use social media, um, at, at all during a campaign, um, just baffles me. Um, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, it's why would you not use every tool available to you? For yeah. outreach? I mean, that's kind of the point. Um, is, is to reach out, let people know, and to to, to skip out on opportunities. Ryan, you wrote a uh, an interesting article about some of the CD6 yeah. candidates not all that long ago, and I you know, mm-hmm. I got a kick out of Harold Peter's response to you. And you know he had a statement in his response: the experts want him to use Facebook and other social media things, and all he's going to do is do YouTube. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, so and, and, and in that case, that, I don't understand that mentality. And 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 with with Mr. Painter, who who actually had a great message and his videos, and I watched them on YouTube, did a really fantastic job of articulating the issues that matter in Western Maryland, and he was able to break them out and talk about some of the most important and, and complex financial issues. And and I had never seen Harold Painter do this before. I didn't know. I, I He ran last time, and uh, it was you know, I, he, he, Dan Bongino beat him in the primary, um, as expected. And, uh, you know, and when he said – yeah, I mean it was interesting. When he said that he wasn't going to use social media or whatever, and I'm thinking – Here's a free source for you. You know, you, you right. sign up for a Facebook account, and you can talk about anything you want. You can craft your message. You can craft your narrative. And look, campaigns are now won or lost um, today on social media. Am I right, Liz? I was Liz, on mute. Are... Um, <laughs> no, I'm on mute okay. now. Um, so you know, that's the funny thing. I'm listening, uh, and I. I wouldn't go that far, but I do okay. also want to say that when you, if you want to play devil's advocate, 
when you enter in the social media realm, you lack certain amount of control, as we can see last month, right? Like when you right. have the ability for people to post, Liz Matori is a racist, you're like, oh, my God, that's on my oh, Facebook yeah. page. My mom's going to see it. <laughs> you know, you're like, that is the other side of social media. You know, it is in the universe. You know what I mean? Like it is, there's no control. Um, you can, you know, you can limit the content. I mean, that's the comments, but, you know, you don't want it to be so static that it's only a one-way conversation. You want to have some sort of interaction with the likes and the posts and the, re, you know, and the reposts and all that. Um, but you also are opening yourself up to the trolls. <laughs> it's, it's tough, and I, social media... I, and I agree, and... And social media by itself doesn't win elections, but I think social media in a close election can actually tip the scales. If you yeah. look at what happened in our governor's race and what the social you. media outreach was in that race, Did if you look at the job. Howard County executive race and what the social media outreach was in that race, and you know it was pretty close in the Howard County executive race, although there was an edge to Alan Gittleman who ultimately won. Yeah. Um, you know, it can play into a close race. Now, you know, in, in a race where the Democrats, you know, outnumber Republicans three to one, is it going to make a big difference? Probably not. But if it's but if it's a close race, it actually can actually help spread your message further um, uh, and and really help energize, get out the vote message. I hear you. I hear you. What a what a night it is in Maryland, and what a great night for democracy. However, the big question that lingers is, what is voter turnout? How many voters came out to the polls? How many people were inspired to early vote or send in an absentee ballot or vote by, uh, you know, another means? Or do they still go to the? I'm still someone that goes to the polls on election day. I haven't quite got myself to a place where I want to early vote. I like. It's it's more symbolic for me. Well, but, people look, say, "Oh, I want my vote to count on real day." You're like, um, "That's there's a lot of education there for the average voter." Yeah, but I I like going to the polls on election day. It's just the energy of the day that makes me inspired. And you know, you go, you go get your sticker. But nonetheless, people still, um, <laughs> yeah, people still, uh, you know, they, they they enjoy, they like going to early voting, which is great. You know, hey, look, we got this out I, of the way. I personally love early voting. I yeah. think it's the greatest thing of all time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it, also it makes... when you talk about access when people have such restrictive jobs, they can't take off. You know, oh, I'm going to vote in the morning, have an issue, and then yeah. show up at work at eleven. Like a lot of us don't have that, so you know, especially in our state. Um, I'm, I'm, and I appreciate the back and forth um, that has occurred in the last month about certain locations. But at the end of the day, like I would hope that we keep more options for early voting and, and not restrict it, just for democracy's sake. Right. Um, it's been – I don't – we'll find out probably tomorrow what the turnout of the elections uh, were, where – who came out, where, what are the most uh, – uh, important precincts. Where did more people go to vote? Where were the early pre, uh, the early voting precincts? Um, we'll we'll get a, a better diagnosis and analysis of the numbers. And I'm going to look carefully because numbers are so important when determining uh, the next election. When when candidates look and say, okay, here's my strengths. Here my here are my weaknesses. Uh, what could I've done better? Where could I've gone? 
and they use that they use numbers and data to craft their uh their strategy um so you know i wanted to um I, I just I, I want to find out how many people actually came out to vote. So you know we have some uh, we have about eight minutes left in the show, and guys, I'm really happy that you came yeah. on and talked to me. And uh, this has been a lot of fun. I haven't done this before. I I didn't know how this would go down, having live results stream in, but we have access to the internet, which are is a great resource to <laughs> for for. Do, for it would have been better. I would have loved to be Thank at the very event. Thank goodness Al Gore invented it, right? He <laughs> <laughs> did. But, but yeah. here's a rundown. I want to get. I want to give a. I want to go back to the election results. Uh, well, hey, starting... right before you do that, I'm, I'm just, I just. I've got to hop off here. It's getting close yeah, to my bedtime. Um, okay. But I wanted to thank you for letting me come on and chat with y'all tonight. Yeah. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, for Scott, for what you're doing. Yeah. Take okay. care. Um, that, yeah, thank no, I appreciate Scott coming on and, and having a discussion. That's cool, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a great guy. He has a lot of insight and he's resourceful and he provides candidates with real material uh information to improve their social media and or uh social media presence throughout the internet. Um let's go back to Gaithersburg, sure. the unofficial mm-hmm. results. Um, mm-hmm. Judd Ashman has been a re elected mayor. He was appointed to serve out the term of Sydney Katz. So I should say he was elected mayor. And um, my friend Henry Morafa Jr., the Republican who ran, it's hard. It's hard for a Republican in uh, Montgomery County to get elected, isn't it, Liz? Yep. It's just – it's hard, and, and I don't know what that means. I mean, means. I, I mean I, well, that's the thing. Like, I meet a lot of voters in the last election in this one um, that tell me straight out. They're like, Liz, I'm only registered as a Democrat because, no offense to the Republican Party here, yeah. There's no play over there. So I would be and then that's why I decided again to run as an independent because you really you really dig deep and see what the actual voters feel, not necessarily how they're registered. A lot of us are a lot more moderate than any of the people um that, that survived those primaries. Why um, is it? Why is it that a Republican cannot get elected in Montgomery County? Well, I think um Oh, you can look at our, again, go back to our gerrymandering, right? So Montgomery County has three Congress people who represent it, three, between Delaney, Van Hollen, and Sarbanes. Sarbanes, he's a great guy, but he lives in Towson, Maryland. And when I'm going to connect, uh, connect with voters and you're like, okay, I live in Silver Spring or okay, I live in Olney, they're actually out of my district, but they're neighbors, you know? Yeah. Um and when you see that, you you say, okay, why did the Democratic Party do it? It's because this is where the seat of power is between here, Baltimore City, and Prince George's County. Yeah. That is the unfortunate, you know, on this side of of the general election in 2014, we should have, we, I'm saying we, because I was a, as a campaign worker but had no connection to, you know, the the strategy we should have been a lot more respectful, appreciative, mindful, connected with the rest of the state. And the rest of the state came out to vote. And they could have, they voted one way or the other, but clearly they voted for our governor. You know, and you see that and you would think that you, the voter, the the people who are running this go around will pay mind to that, but 
again, another reason why I left the party this summer is because none of the candidates at that time specifically were appreciative of our diversity in way of life, point of view, worldview, not necessarily race and gender. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when it comes to the Republican Party, like, you know, you have other counties like Harford County when you can, you know, I feel like that's that's hardcore Republican up there, right? Well, it's, um, it's well, a mixture. It's a mixture. I wouldn't say really? hard. Okay. I wouldn't say hardcore. It leans right, but they're not. Um, but it's not overwhelmingly so as it would be in, say, Carroll County or in Washington or Garrett or Allegheny County or in the Eastern Shore, as you know, as far as Wicomico and Talbot mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. uh, some of the other. Um, more rural counties, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that you know, Hartford is. It, I think it definitely leans right. You know, and I think that you know when you're, I think City of Rockville also has non-party elections. Though people are a member of a party, they are uh, neutral when they become member of, like you know, say for instance, a mayor or a council. Mm-hmm. And the people that I connected with um, today said, you know, like. We're not Tacoma Park. We're not Damascus. We're the city of Rockville. Like we, we are that moderate. You know, we are right in between the two, yeah. um, and that's something that, you know, I think the Republican Party, if we could, benefit from. Um, if not in Montgomery, I like the idea of having a mixed. Um, I, I'm again. I'm I'm different, right? So like, I think it's better for us to have a combination um, so you can, you know, fight it out and find a better medium for Mm. the good of the whole, the good of the order. That's what discourse is supposed to be. That's what negotiation is. It's hard to negotiate with your best friend, you know? Yeah. So we, I'm looking at some of the, some of the election results from the city of Rockville. We have Bridget, uh, um, I'm sorry, yeah. Bri- Bridget Newton was reelected as a mayor of the city of Rockville, as well as uh, Beryl Feinberg, only Palakovich Carr, and um, Perez Chil- I, I can't, I wish I could say this guy's last name. I feel so bad. Um, and it, that, you know, that that's a race that we'll dissect maybe in a later show. Um, well, and, and some and of the other. We'll see how that. Again, that issue that I was mentioning before we had a, the breaking, the issue with the rezoning and the development. Yeah. Um, a lot of the people are concerned that, you know, there are two different standards um, in reference to growth strategies from the city of Rockville and the rest yeah, some of are, Montgomery Some County. are anti-growth and some are, and I think the anti-growth people won. No, um, there was a mix. Um, okay. Again, like that's what it should be. <laughs> like, you know, you're supposed to duke it out through the proper channels. You know, like when you have the 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 mayor might not be absolute, you know, Feinberg might be one, only might be the other, you know, Carr might be the other. Like that's what the council's for. You're supposed yeah. to be able to state your case, duke it out, and come out with a better solution. Um, I think that they're going to have a great discussion about education and development and how that's going to affect the overcrowding of schools. That's going to be a big issue. But as we wrap up the show, we have a ninety we have ninety seconds left. 
I want to wish again my friends Michael Estev, who is now a councilman-elect in the 1st District of the, of, of the city of Bowie, as well as Mira Boda, who was, re, uh, who was elected this evening as a city councilman in Salisbury. This was fun, Liz. I think that we covered a lot of information. We shared some personal experiences, and we had a great opportunity to talk about some of the candidates, their platforms, and you know, I'm sorry that your candidate came up short in Gaithersburg, and I, I'm sure yeah. the next call you're going to make is to her and try to find out what happened, and uh, you know, maybe give her a nice pep talk. And 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 it's important that candidates who run, who put the name on their, who put their name on the ballot, under should understand this is a courageous effort, and it takes a lot yeah, to sign up. And this is a this is not an easy process for people who have been through a campaign. It's not. It's not always fun. You have tough days, long days. You, you you're putting yourself Election out. Election result nights. So, um, so Liz, thanks for coming yes. on and as my co-host. We had a great time well, again. We always do. We have a great discussion. I want you to come back. We'll break down the election results in a subsequent show. So, uh, Liz. Uh, come back again. We'll talk soon. And for those who are listening, this has been a great election night coverage on a minor detail. Thank you and good night.